So yesterday in meditation, I had this beautiful download come through. um, And it was a meditation that explored the narrative of Moses and the burning bush. And what came through in this download in my meditation, surprisingly or not surprisingly, that's how God always works um, when we open listen and surrender that it's all in connection to this concept of the call and of course if you're listening you're probably like well yeah I mean the burning bush is where Moses Moshe like received the call from Hashem from God from the name Hashem meaning the name Um, and it's where the name of God is revealed for the first time to Moses Um, And it's while Moses is doing the most humble thing, he's shepherding sheep out in a a deserty kind of land. And they're not even his sheep, they're his father-in-law's sheep. So he's, he's, he's working, he's being dutiful, he's going through the mundane, the daily, day-to-day work um, that he's found himself in, in this new family after escaping and running away from the consequences of his behaviors in Egypt. And so as we move into this podcast, what I really want to focus on is what the essence of what came through, and I'm going to call it the naked God. So setting up for this, if you are interested in following in the text, um, and because I come from a Hebraic and Jewish perspective, I may interuse some Jewish terminology and I'll do my best to um, translate that. So the story of Moses, Moshe, and the burning bush, bush can be found in um, Exodus or Shemot, um, chapter 3, starting in verse 1. And it says that Moses was shepherding the sheep of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He guided the sheep far into the wilderness, and he arrived at the mountain of God toward Horeb. An angel of Hashem, God, appeared to him in a blaze of fire from amid the bush. He saw, and behold, the bush was burning in the fire, but the bush was not consumed. Moses thought, I will turn aside now and look at this great sight. Why will the bush not be burned? Hashem, God, saw that he turned aside to see, and God called out to him from amid the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he replied, here I am. He said, Hashem said, do not come closer to here. Remove your shoes from your feet, for the place upon which you stand is holy ground. And he said, this still being Hashem, I am the God of your father, the God of Avraham, the God of Yitzhak, and the God of Yaakov, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to gaze towards God. Hashem said, I have indeed seen the affliction of my people that is in Egypt, and I have heard its outcry because of its taskmasters, for I have known of its sufferings. I shall descend to rescue it from the hand of Egypt and to bring it up from the land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittite, the Amorite, 
the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. And now behold, the outcry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. And now I go, and I shall dispatch you to Pharaoh, and you shall take my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Stay with me here, I'm almost done. And Moses replied to God, Who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should take the children of Israel out of Egypt. Who am I? And Hashem, God said, for I shall be with you, and this is your sign that I have sent you. When you take the people out of Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. Moses said to God, behold, when I come to the children of Israel and I say to them, the God of your forefathers has sent me to you, And they say, what's his name? What shall I say to them? What shall I tell them? And and God answered Moses and he said, I shall be as I shall be. So shall you say to the children of Israel, I shall be has sent me to you. Which other translations may translate as I am that I am. And in the Hebrew, it's really interesting how the word translates. It's... It's the present I am, I am, and it's also the, and I shall be as I shall be. So here God is telling Moses his name and, and the name of any of us carries this, this tone, this essence, this resonance of our identity. So here God is revealing his identity to Moses and he's saying, number one, I am I am, I am present. I am being. I am here now. I am only here. And I will be, I shall be who I will be. I carry no dictates, no constraints about how I will show up outside of this present moment. I am here now as I am, and I will be how I choose to be. Um, and so as this came to me, this incidence of Moses and the burning bush, there's so many things that I want to bring out here. First of all, that, um, that God's nature of being in this perpetual present and, um, I guess I should read a little further, um, no, we got to the point where um, Moses had to look away. Um, so, yeah, this essence of um, God's name. And also, um, if you can just imagine and picture this, Moses, he's out, he's out tending sheep, and he, he comes to this mount, Mount Horeb, and he starts to go up the mountain, and as he's going up the mountain, he sees this bush that is being, that's on fire, that's blazing, but yet it's not consumed. And it says that that Moses, he was excited and he was curious about this bush that he saw. And it says that um, Moses thought, I will turn aside now and look at this great sight. Why will the bush not be burned? So Moses was like captured by something. He wasn't there seeking God. I think that's important. We, we, for, we don't see that. We like, we hear this story and we're like, oh yeah, Moses was seeking God. And therefore God came to him in the burning bush. No, Moses was out doing his daily work 
and he saw this sight that, that captured his curiosity. And in that ADD moment <laughs> that Moses had of being enraptured in this miracle, this miraculous like thing that he couldn't explain, God recognizes where Moses' attention is. And it says, Hashem saw, God saw that Moses turned aside to see. And God called out to him from amid the bush. So what stands out to me there is that if God and when God, when more than if, when God is calling to us, he knows where our attention is at. He already knows. And a lot of times it's not towards him. A lot of times it's not us. Sometimes it is. For some of us, it is. But this, this monumental moment of this great patriarch Moses, he wasn't seeking God. God went to where he was looking. God found him in what he was already in, enraptured in and what captivated his attention and his curiosities. So this speaks to me that, that when God calls to us, he knows where we're already engaged and he will find us there and he will call out to us from this place of our focus and maybe even our distractions and he will call out he called us out by name Moses Moses so when you're in those moments of doing what you do and being captured and enraptured in these things that catch your attention and your curiosity Listen for the calling of your name. Leah. Leah. <laughs> I know what you're looking at. Guess what? I want your attention. It's me, God. Hey, I have something I want to tell you. Um, so can we focus on me a little bit? Can we bring it back to me? How many times does God do that for us? Um, so... What is that thing that, that has captured your attention? What is that thing that you're curious about? Can you quiet enough of all of the noise around that and be aware of what may be calling your name? The, the second main thing that I really wanted to focus on here, which is where the naked God comes from, is this understanding that the concept of light and of glory and of radiance that, um, that is a part of the story of the burning of the bush and the light of the fire that burns and is not consumed. And when um, Moses recognizes that he's, he's talking to God, it says Moses hid his face for he was afraid to gaze towards God. So what came to me is that the glory of God, God is often um, connected to this, um, this radiance of expansive light that is shown. And that light, that it's so holy, it's so um, fierce and pure and, um, and powerful that our human form has difficulty being in its presence. Um, but what if 
there's another layer to this. What if the, the reason that Moses hid his face, because he was looking at it, he was looking at the bush, he wasn't hiding his face at first, so then all of a sudden when he recognizes it's God and he hides his face, why? And I had this thought, there's this, um, there's this practice in, in Orthodox Judaism called sneas, and sneas means modesty. And modesty has several rules that are connected to it, but it has to do with the covering of our human form of our flesh, of our nakedness. And it's a way to respect God, respect ourselves, and respect the, um, the thoughts and the desires and the inclinations of others. So in Judaism, the idea to look upon someone's revealed flesh, someone's revealed form, someone's nakedness is an act of, of disrespect to the individual, the, the object that you're looking at, the person, the expression of form, and also it's disrespectful to the person who's doing the looking because it's thought to potentially evoke um, impure thoughts or lustful desires. So what if the reason that Moses hid his face was because God showed up naked before him? That God's essence was there in its pure, unclothed, uncloaked, unadulterated form and that it showed up in this pure light. And Moses had the understanding that um, maybe it was disrespectful to gaze at the nakedness of God. And I think that potential way of looking at this scene, of seeing God showing up in, in his nakedness, in his un, unformed form, correlates with the name that, that God gives to Moses, the I am that I am and I shall be what I shall be. To me, that's like, here I am. Like there's nothing that is hiding me or obscuring my pure essence from your awareness of me. Here I am. Just me. Just God. And that made me start to think about the connection of this of God's nature and God's holiness in the naked with humanity's nakedness and and how in the garden of eden it says that that Adam and Hava Adam and Eve they were naked and they were unashamed so they were in their present state. They were the I am in their I am nature of just themselves, just fully them in the present, unclothed and unashamed. And so these two um, different accounts of, of like exposure and not being clothed or robed or hidden or obscured in anything, both on the account of God and on the account of human beings, um, made me think about our true nature, which is really what this whole calling series is about, is the call to the truth of who I am, the truth of the I am within each of us. And so if God is showing his true nature to Moses in this account saying, I am here, and I am naked before you, and I shall be who I shall be. I, 
like I'm not confined or contained or constrained by any kind of clothing that I put upon myself. What if that that nude, that naked quality of God, that I am quality of God is the same true essence of who we are, that in our truest state, we are naked and unashamed. And so if that's our true nature, then symbolically, what are the clothes that we put our, put on ourselves, that we cloak ourselves in, that we clothe ourselves with? And I started to think about these things. You know, we, we clothe ourselves with with so many things that we connect to our identity, that we think are connected to the truth of who we are. You know, our gender, our sexual orientation, our political views, our diets, um, how we carry ourselves, the amount that we open and express our inner world and the amount that we maybe censor and inhibit or reserve it and don't express it openly with the world. It's our, our voice and it's our tone. It's the message that we speak. It's um, the associations that we have with others. It's the tribes that we find ourselves associated with that we put on as clothing. And while there's a certain necessity of clothing in this human form for protection, um, how might the clothing that we wear be obscuring our true essence, our true nature, for who we are meant to be, how we are meant to show up in this present in the present I am, like how might the clothing be a buffer of our, between our true nature, our God nature and the world in which we live. And I think when, when we start to mix the clothing and the, the concepts and the beliefs and the weight of the clothing that we wrap ourselves in and we start to find that interwoven with the belief of who we truly are and we can't see that there's a there's a differentiation that we are not the clothing that we are the nakedness underneath then we lose ourselves yet when we are able to disrobe the clothing we put upon ourselves and come back to the the truth of the nakedness of who we are. It's there that we are most like God. And something else that came to me in um, thinking about just like this whole modesty and nakedness and the Jewish concepts um, There is a practice in Judaism as well, known as the mikvah, or in Christianity, it would be connected, um, the closest thing would be baptism. And, but Christian baptism does it different than how it's done in, in like the Jewish tradition. So in the Jewish tradition, the mikvah, this ceremonial washing, um, is used for purification 
and it's done at very different points in someone's life. And for women, it's done every time after her menstrual cycle, that after she's done bleeding and has so many days of not bleeding, then the practice is that she goes to the mikvah with these other women and she, she, um, she disrobes completely. And then she only after she's completely naked, does she immerse herself? Does she walk through the waters of the mikvah and come out on the other side purified? And so this made me think that that in so many traditions, and even when we take a shower, like in order to cleanse and purify ourselves, we have to disrobe. We have to be naked. We have to come back to the the raw, vulnerable aspects of who we are. And so, how how do these connect, like metaphorically? How does the nakedness of our nature and the nakedness of the God nature within us? And the concept of purification and ritual cleansing, how do those tie together? Um, And coming back to the clothing, another part of the story when Moses um, recognized that God was speaking to him from this, this bush, and God told him, you know, don't come any closer and take off your shoes because where you're standing is holy. And I thought about this and I like, I was like, okay, there's something connected here with the clothing and the shoes. Why the shoes? Like, why is it a practice when we enter into a holy space is the practice to take off our shoes, not to take off our coats, not to take off gloves, but our shoes. And so as I began to like tune in spiritually to this and ask this question, what came to me was that the taking off of the shoes, like our feet are what connect us to the earth. And they, the shoes, actually create a buffer between our physical form of being humans and the earth beneath our feet. Much like clothing creates the buffer between our fleshly body and the earthly environment around us. So what if the taking off of the sandals or the shoes from our feet and allowing our naked flesh to touch the earth is a way to remind us once again of our true identity, which goes back again to the Garden of Eden, that as our naked feet touch the earth, that we are reminded that we were made by God from the dust of the earth. God took the dust of the earth and formed it into the human being And then God breathed his spirit, his ruach into us to create life. So what if this nakedness of feet connected to earth is to remind us where we come from, the sacred mother, sacred earth, and that the nakedness of us is allowed to connect to the truth and the nakedness of of the reality of where we come from and our true identity of being, you know, in between this realm of of the nakedness of the I am God within us and the nakedness of the earth that is in us. We are, we are starseeds, but we are also from the earth. We are dirt and dust infused with the life 
of divine. And in that truth, how can we not shine and glow just like the bush? So this concept of God revealing for lack of a better word, himself, herself, to Moses in this almost immodest, immodest expression of naked light. And that being the place where God called Moses from, while also asking Moses to not completely, but a little bit, unclothe himself to get just a little bit closer to the true nature of God. Moses, take off your shoes. Remember, Moses. <laughs> Remember where you come from. Remember that I formed your fathers, God calls them out, Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God says, I am the God of your fathers, meaning I go back to the generations before you were aware. I go back to the garden. I go back to Adam. And the word Adam, Adom, Adom, actually means earth. In Hebrew, Moses, remember your inner Adam. And while you were remembering and getting naked and connecting with the earth, know who you are speaking to. The I am. I am present now. I was with your father's then and I will be I am with you in the places that I'm calling you to when you go to Pharaoh when you go to that place I'm sending you when you are in the position of your destiny I will be just as with you there as I was way back then, and as I am now here with you, naked before you. And guess what, Moses? I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not doing first. So, just the shoes right now, Moses. We'll worry about the other parts later. It's a process. But let your feet touch the mother. Remember your ancestors and where you come from. And know that the I am is within you. And it's what animates you. It's what animates this earth suit. This dirt built flesh in which you dwell. That clothes the actual essence 
of the formless within you, of the God within you. That is what I'm calling to Moses. I'm not calling to the clothed Moses, not calling to the the shepherd hoodie wearing whatever they wore shepherds back then. I'm not calling to the identity you've put on yourself. No. Because the identity you've put on yourself, Moses, doesn't... You said, who am I? You don't even know who you are. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you. You are the I am. You are the I am. Because I am. I hope this is making sense to all of you. One other key aspect of this that I want to bring out before we close today is when Hashem, when God says, I am who I am and I will be who I will be, I also saw this as um, God boldly saying and confessing that I will be whoever I need to be. To be with you, to speak to you, to connect with you. If it's like God saying, like, don't limit me, Moses. Like, don't tell me how I have to show up for you. You weren't even looking for me. I I I went into this burning bush to speak to you. So however I need to show up in the future, whatever I need to look like, whatever clothing I choose to wear, whatever cloak I choose to put on, whatever deity will resonate with you, where you are and you need me, I'll be who I want to be, Moses. Like, don't tell me how to live my life. (laughs) Um, God is so much bigger than we in our clothing-obsessed culture give God credit for. So I see this as God saying, you know, you know me because your ancestors told me I look like this and I behave this way and that I have these aspects and qualities. And also, how might that apply to those with different histories, different ancestries? God says that God is the being in the present moment the glory in the present moment. And if God is present in every moment and God says, I will be who I want to be, then how can God not show up in a way that we understand? In the, in the Christian scriptures and then in the new Testament, um, I believe it's in first John. It says that, that God is love, essentially. And, man, love is like, it's a four-letter word, and it's got a lot to it. Like, there's a lot there. And the, the different perspectives on what love is and what love means and what love looks like. And I think we can agree, maybe we can agree, that 
one consistent aspect of love is that love meets you where you're at. Love has a way of not lowering its standards, but lowering its ego in a way to where it can relate to you where you're at. It takes off a few articles of clothing to be where you are. Maybe even to help give you what you need. And so, as God being love and whatever God desires to be, I see this as a greater truth that God is not just the Hebrew understanding of God. God shows up as Krishna. God shows up as Mother Mary. God shows up as Ganesh. God shows up in as Buddha. Like God is formless. God doesn't God gets to wear whatever God wants to wear when God wants to wear it. And because the clothing's for us. I think that's that's the aha moment is the clothing it's not God's true nature. God is naked. <laughs> the clothing is for us. So whatever clothing God, Hashem, Shiva might be clothed in, that's because God is love and God is going where we're looking to be to be found by us. God shows up in any bush. <laughs> God will get our attention. So as we continue to unclothe this concept of the call and being called, I think it's just so important to understand the nakedness of God. And also to understand that that is a reflection of our true nature. When we unpeel the layers of beliefs and habits and culture and ancestry, we are likewise naked. So let the nakedness of God speak to the nakedness of you. Because the, the only part of us that, that exists in this world, in this earthly realm, that doesn't need some layers of clothing is our neshama. It's our spirit. So the spirit of who you are, that the soul, the essence, the, the breath of God that is within you, that is your true nature. That is what we are awakening to. And as we awaken to that, as we attune to that, as we make space for that and breathe into that and recognize that that is where we are most like the divine, 
then we will be able to hear the call. Moses. Moses. Hey. Take your focus off the the bush. I'm here. I'm, I'm trying to get your attention. Where is God getting your attention? Where is your name being called? And what is God calling to within you? Where in you is the call being heard? Ah, so much goodness. Um, And in other episodes, we will talk about the other aspects of the call and how it can be scary and very unfamiliar. But first, we have to get a little more comfortable with our nakedness. I know, right? There's a lot to unpack there. So, as you go about your day or your night or wherever you find yourself as you hear this and listen to this, may the naked God within you become just a bit more awake and may you have the courage and the confidence to take off your shoes and reconnect with the truth and the reality of who you are. Mm. Sending love and light and truth to all of you sacred holy flames. Be blessed. Be loved. Aho. Uh-huh.